I was just thinking pop tasted so much better in those 16-ounce glass bottles. Coke, Pepsi, RC Cola, cardboard eight-packs filled with those loose bottles lined the bottom shelf of every pop aisle at every supermarket in Buffalo, and one brand or another was always on sale. But even when they weren't on sale, buying those eight-packs of glass bottles was always the cheapest way to buy the name-brand pop. That's why Gramps loved them, I think, and that's probably why he literally filled the hall of his house with them. Graham and Grandpa Sishon lived a few doors down from Seneca Street in a worn-out but grand old house in South Buffalo. When you walked in the front door and looked straight ahead, you looked through the front hall, then through a more narrow hallway, and then right into the kitchen. It was in that narrow hallway where there was always enough pop stacked up against the wall to quench the thirst of a small army. And with ten kids, and all their friends, and grandkids, and cousins, and brothers, and everybody else, that's pretty much what Gramps had, a small army. So he'd continuously buy all the pop he could whenever it was on sale, whether he needed it or not. But if you look past the pop when you were walking in the front door, if Grandma wasn't cooking at the stove, you'd see her first thing as that big door creaked open. She was always sitting at the head of the worn-out white Formica kitchen table, complete with a cup of instant coffee and a gold butterfly mug and a cool 100 burning in the over-full ashtray. If you creak open that big door and look slightly to the right instead of looking straight ahead, you look over to the right, and just on the other side of the beautiful leaded glass doors in the big comfy chair, if he wasn't working one of his three jobs that he was still working when I was a kid, there was Gramps. Grandma would generally see us first and start to say hello when we walked in the door before Gramps, who was really much closer, would slowly take his eyes off of Lawrence Welk or Bugs Bunny or whatever he was watching on TV and intercept us for a minute. Hello there, son, Gramps would say in a pretty thick, standard Polish buffalo accent. I had no idea there was anything to notice about Gramps' accent. Isn't that how everyone's grandpa talked? Can I get you a glass of pop or a sandwich, son? Gramps would ask reflexively and immediately piss off my old man. Jesus Christ, Dad, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Dad would say brusquely, putting his hand out to his dad, walking toward his mother in the kitchen. As we kids would run in to give Grandpa a hug, he'd ignore my old man completely and give a complete inventory of what was in the fridge in case we were hungry. Well, help yourself in the icebox. We got two kinds of bologna. We got Polish loaf. We got olive loaf. We got pimento loaf. We got ham. We got... And the sound of his voice would trail off as we walked through the narrow hallway filled with pop on our way to see Grandma in the kitchen. I wouldn't think anything of this hallway filled with pop until 20 years later, when the girlfriend who became my wife asked me about it after we visited Gramps one day. In the same way I never really thought about his Polish accent, I never really gave any thought about the supermarket NCAP-worthy pop display that he had in his house. (laughs) That's barely an exaggeration. The entire length of a 10-foot walkway had pop cans and pop bottles pushed up against the wall, stacked two or three deep, and two or three or even four high in some places. It was mystical, and it was mystifying. Gramps' pop display was far more impressive than what you would have seen at the Quality Food Mart, just a half a block away at Seneca and Durstein. Gramps always had a better selection, too. There were two-liter bottles, and since it was the 80s, there were three-liter bottles, too. Flat, mixed-flavored cases of grocery store brand cans, sometimes a wooden case or two from Vishnak, but more often than not, it was eight-pack after eight-pack of glass bottles. As I mentioned, Gramps had ten kids, but there weren't ten kids living there at the time. 
But Huns, it's for the kids, Gramps would say as Grandma would yell at him coming home from grocery shopping with more pop when there was already hundreds of servings of soda pop lined up waist high, first thing you see when you walk into the house. Why did Gramps buy the pop? I'm, I'm sure there was something about taking advantage of a good sale or maybe getting one over on a cashier with an expired coupon that he had carefully ripped off the expiration date on. But put a star next to this one. Gramps loved getting under my grandmother's skin by buying things that she said that they didn't need. But aside from making Grandma mad, if I had to come up with a real reason why Gramps had all that pop, I never saw him have a beer or a highball, but I did see Gramps relax often with a cup of coffee or a pop. He also really wanted to share that pop, and he wanted to make sure that you knew it was okay to have a pop at his house anytime, really, that he wasn't just being polite and offering it. That wall was there to prove, I got plenty, go ahead and take one. And of course, this stuff was pop. I don't even think I heard the word soda until I was eight years old. But you could expect to refuse a pop at least three or four times while visiting with Gramps, then at least one more on the way out. Sure you don't want a pop, son? Why don't you take some home? Let me get your bag. I don't drink pop as much as I used to. I don't buy pop as much as I used to. But once in a while, if it's on sale or we're having a party or something, I start stacking up those cans. I smile and know where I learned that from. Wonder how I got here. I'm Steve Seashon.